Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Well, it's certainly discouraging to see the rise in COVID numbers again impact sports. Yes, you're seeing increased testing, which is good, but it's also so difficult to see us go back to fanless venues as the Canadians and Flyers played in an empty Bell Center on Thursday night due to the spiraling rise of COVID-19 cases. Another clear indicator on the challenges that remain ahead in facing COVID. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Friday, December 17th. I'm Abe Madcore. Good morning. Hope you're ready for the weekend. I know I am. Let's start with a few stories in sports business you need to know. First, the NCAA Board of Governors accepted the final recommendations from its Constitution Committee, which means we are close to seeing more significant changes to the governance of college sports. The new Constitution prohibits pay for play, but states that athletes may receive educational and other benefits in accordance with guidelines established by their NCAA division, and that is the key. Now the entire NCAA membership will vote January 20th at the 2022 NCAA convention. If the Constitution is passed, which is expected, the NCAA's three divisions will then work on their own framework. A sign of the work that was done? Here's an indicator. The previous 43-page Constitution has been boiled down to 20 pages, and it gives each of the three divisions more freedom to govern themselves. Now, the big story to watch is how Division I writes its new framework. That'll be led by SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey and Ohio University AD Julie Cormer. They will write or they will lead the writing of a new framework, and that could potentially impact the future of Division I in college sports. So could this mean that a group of schools or a group of institutions could be spun off and part of a subdivision of Division I? Or how will Division I have a constitution that fits all its member schools? Because remember, there are more than 300 in Division I as it currently stands. So after the Constitution is approved, as expected at the convention, each of these divisions can write and architect a framework that they believe best suits its division. Like I said, major changes coming ahead for intercollegiate athletics, major changes at each division, and the role of the NCAA surely to change. You know, I was speaking to a source yesterday. He was with friends and colleagues of Steph Curry this week and took in the Warriors-Knicks game Tuesday night when Curry made history. He talked about going out for a celebratory event and dinner afterward. Sounded like a great night and good for Steph Curry. The reason I bring that up, because Steph Curry and the Warriors continue to be must-see TV this year and are driving a nice rebound in NBA viewership. The Warriors account for the top five NBA games this season across ABC, ESPN, 
and TNT to date. That's according to our Austin Carp. The Warriors also account for eight of the top 10 games. So the Warriors are really driving viewership. Tuesday's Warriors-Knicks game averaged 2.4 million viewers, which marks the NBA's fourth best game this season. So the bottom line is the Warriors are continuing to drive interest in viewership around the NBA. Keep your eye on the city of Oakland as it's scheduled to release the final version of a key environmental report on Friday for the A's proposed $12 billion waterfront ballpark project at Howard Terminal. This would be a very big step before potential city approval in 2022. Now remember, the A's want to build a 35,000-seat waterfront ballpark, but it also includes a large mixed-use development around Jack London Square. So this environmental report is key because after this is released, the city's planning commission and the city council will decide whether to approve the report And if they approve that report, it could go a long way to deciding if the A's and the city can agree on a new ballpark sometime next year. But everybody believes this environmental report could really be, I would say, an indicator of whether there's even a deal to be made in Oakland between the A's and the city. You know, we don't talk betting handle much on the Buzzcast, but it is worth noting that New Jersey reported $1.26 billion in sports betting handle in November. That was New Jersey's third straight month with over a billion dollars in handle. It also set a record for more than $100 million in operator revenue. They became the first state ever to generate more than $100 million in operator revenue in a single month. New Jersey has now accepted more than $9.7 billion in wages in 2021. Yes, they will finish 2021 as the first state to accept more than $10 billion in legal sports bets in a single year. Now remember, this is only handle, the amount bet. It is not the actual tax revenue for the state, but bottom line again, New Jersey easily a big volume player in sports betting in 2021. A few weeks ago on the Buzzcast, we talked about how the PBR will be launching a team tour format next year. And to do that, it needs to sell tickets more consistently and know more about its consumers. So yesterday, the PBR announced it has partnered with Learfield Ticket Solutions and Pacquiolan to develop a centralized ticket sales and marketing operation as it launches that touring team structure in 2022. So Learfield Ticket Solutions will have five sellers based in Plano, Texas, that will focus on selling the PBR, while Pacquiolan will contribute digital marketing and data. That'll help the PBR understand its fans and target its marketing efforts. The PBR said it hopes this new effort helps it maintain a year-round presence in markets that it visits, and it hopes it gets more consistent data on their fan base. So as the PBR debuts its touring structure, they want to know more about their fans. They want to be able to market to their fans more 
consistently in the markets that they're going to visit. So we'll have to watch how the structure and setup develops in drawing fans across markets as the PBR goes to its touring model. Big news in the sports agency world broke yesterday. Major changes at Sport 5, which is getting out of the football representation business. Well-regarded football agent Joel Siegel, who consistently has some of the strongest NFL talent, has left Sport 5. The agency will now change its focus. Sport 5 will focus on golf, where it's strong. It'll also focus on marketing, sales, and other business growth areas going forward. Sport 5 has named Neil Glatt and Steve Loy as co-presidents. Now, Steve Loy has been at Sport 5 for a while, since 2012, but Neil Glatt is the newcomer. Neil Glatt is a former president of the New York Jets and was a senior executive at the NFL for years. He now joins the agency. So this story broke late last night. I think there's going to be more to this story, especially what Joel Siegel decides to do and the players he represents in the NFL. Overall, it's a major shift in strategy for Sport 5, and it represents the emergence of longtime NFL executive Neil Glatt to help reposition that agency. I'll end with a few internal notes. First, the latest episode of the Marshan and Iran Sports Media Podcast is live as Andrew Marshan and John Iran look at the big sports media stories, what to expect in 2022. And also, SBJ's latest iFactor includes my conversation with sports media advisors founder, Doug Perlman. Doug Perlman is a member of SBJ's 40 Under 40 Hall of Fame, and he talks about his personal and professional journey. So that is your Morning Buzzcast for Friday, December 17th. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'm Abe Madcore. I'll speak to you on Monday. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.